For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Ohm Times Radio. The following is an encore presentation. Welcome to Joy of Business with host Simone Millicis, a dynamic business leader with a difference. Simone has founded and operated many businesses from a young age and has always done business differently. Today, Simone is the worldwide coordinator of Access Consciousness and travels the world presenting Joy of Business programs using access tools and empowering people to know that they can create business in a different way and make money doing it. Simone Millicis, weekly on Ohm Times Radio. Hi, everybody. This is Simone Millicis. Welcome to the Joy of Business on Ohm Times Radio. Uh, it's great to be with you, here with you. We've got a pre-recorded day. With two of my very favorite people, especially in business, is Steve and Chitita Bowman. They actually live in Melbourne, Australia, but they're, you're in Thailand at the moment, aren't you guys? Yeah, we're up in Chiang Mai working with some of the Northern Hill tribes up here with some of the businesses we've got. As you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so it's great to have you guys on here. One of the subjects that we're, I mean, Joy Business Radio Show is what we like to do here is I see so many people in the world who function from the joy of business and function from this place of absolute ease, fun, it's incredibly creative, and that's the way I've always seen business should be. So the idea here is to invite people on and to for them to give you some handy hints too on how they see business and hopefully you can walk away with some, you know, pragmatic tools that you can, you know, put into your business. So uh, like I said, Stephen Chitisa Bowman, they're actually very good friends of ours and Brendan my partner and I, we quite often meet up with them all over the world and we call it Financial 101. We go and have a nice dinner, <laughs> some nice wine, nice champagne and get down and dirty and start talking about finance and business. Like Steve Bowman is the man who taught me to uh, read the constitution of a company and actually enjoy it. So, <laughs> uh, so thank you. You do have your talent, Steve, and Chichisa. So we've had Chichisa on an earlier show here too. So thank you for joining us. Now, today's show is about uh, phenomenal business, the phenomenance of business. So first of all, I'd like to ask you guys, what do you see business as and what's the difference between business, phenomenance of business? Like, what do you, what's your perspective on business overall? An interesting question, Simone. I mean, we don't necessarily see business as business because most people we um, talk with and work with in the business field have various views about what business is and what business isn't and from that you can immediately see they've already limited what they think their business can be or can't be. So we tend to look at it more as what we do is we create our life and that life also includes this thing called business and if other people need to define business as something then we use that definition when we're working with them. If they don't have a definition of business then, then we don't even go down there. So to us, it's all about creating our life, but also, I mean, one of the things that keeps us um, you know, young and alive and having a lot of fun with all of this is actually being able to facilitate change in people's views of the world. 
And if I was going to define business as anything, it probably would be for me being able to you know, change people's views of the world. And make money while you do it? Oh, not mutually <laughs> exclusively at all. <laughs> so a lot, of, a lot of the work that we do, all of the, all of the businesses that we've got, um, the underlying energy behind those businesses is enabling people to change their points of view with the world. So with things like the antique jewellery business, with our advisory business, with the work that we do with Fair Trade up here in, uh, in northern Thailand, all is aimed at you know, helping and facilitating people to change their views of the world. I think our uh, priority is to maximise possibilities instead of just maximising profit. But the two things always go hand in hand. If you actually maximise possibilities, the profit will come as the byproduct of maximising possibilities anyway. So tell me a little bit more about the maximising of possibility. What do you mean by that, Chitita? Well, um, you know, to maximise possibilities, the key thing is to, uh, to, to create things for the greater possibilities for the world and for everyone concerned. So we will always be in equation with any business or anything we do. We don't actually run the business just purely to make money. Uh, we're never going to create any business or do anything with anyone with the, the key about how much money we're going to make. But uh, we're going to always look at how would our choice will create greater possibilities for the people we work with or for the CEO we advise to or the board we actually uh, create governance training for. We, act, we always say, okay, if we work this with these people, would they be able to receive the information we, we, uh, we provide. provide them with? And if they can't, what needs to change? What can we do and be different to create different possibilities for these people? And sometimes when we know that these people just don't really want to receive that at all, but they really want to receive form and structure and significant to make their business uh, maintain with this reality. But if we get the, the uh, ideas that, or the awareness that it's truly possible that create the door that opens for us to step in, we still do that because we know for Steve and I to be there, we can create different energy that can create the change for them, even though at the beginning they might not be willing to receive at all. So we always be in the question whether would this maximize possibilities for us. Otherwise, you know, we'll just won't go there if they just all they want to do is pay the money and just get A, B, C, D done. So one of the things too that I'd just like to mention here is, I mean, you're talking about opening the doors to step in. It's like you guys have, I mean, you've written quite a few books and it's like you travel all around the world uh, doing, you know, seminars and working with board of directors, not-for-profits, you know, CEOs, and it's like, um, what else do you do? You work a lot in the governance and... Yeah, we've got we've got four or five businesses at any one time. So we've got the the advisory work that we do with boards and CEOs around the world, which is um, very popular and a lot of fun because then we can actually truly make great changes through the top people <laughs> in organisations. Then we've got a, uh, an antique jewellery business that um, 
We curate um, the jewellery collection up with the Antique Guild, which is one of the best antique um, shops and organisations in Australia and the Southern Hemisphere. Um, and we also have uh, some online products that we provide, so there's another business involved in there. We've come up with a whole lot of online training programs, which are doing exceptionally well. We've got, I don't know, um, we've got about 440 students in the first two days of the, of the first one that we released. So there's, there's some pretty cool stuff happening there. We've also got another business called the Lux Project, um, and that is where Chutissa and her daughter Sharadan work together with the, uh, the hill tribes up here in northern Thailand to develop up really amazing um, fashion accessories, bags, and, and a range of other things, working with the hill tribes using the fabrics that would otherwise disappear off the earth, face of the earth because no one else is really looking to see how they can use them in a sustainable way. And create greater possibilities for the Hill Tribes people as well, just create a different future for them. Because Hill Tribes, as uh, most of you know, that uh, they don't actually belong to anyone, and they don't have their, uh, they're not a citizen of anyone. So basically they have a very small world and small reality. And for us to be able to go and work with them and give them more, more money to actually send their children to school or even if we can sponsor some kids to go to school. So let's, for example, if there are hill tribes in northern Thailand and if they get to go and have education and go to school in Chiang Mai, they'll be able to uh, even apply to be a citizen of Thailand. Therefore, sooner or later, they have a better future than become, you know, Stateless. a nomad with stateless. So that's a kind oh, of thing why what we're doing. That's amazing, and that's like creating the different possibilities. That's maximising the possibilities. I had no idea that they were not actually citizens of Thailand. I I went to Hill Tribe years ago, and I thought that they were. So they're not citizens of anything. That's a that's a sad part. Even a lot of young kids nowadays that you see them you know, uh, around, like, even the, there's a lot of orphanage in, in up north here, and we sort of look around here at the moment. A lot of those kids uh, have no no status or no state, no country, no nothing. So we're looking at different type of way that we can allow them. And the only way they can even apply to get the citizenship of any country, they have to have, like, education and all these sort of things. So they can give these people more education, you know, to finish school or ability to go to university and create the, you know, the greater future for them than they actually are citizen of Thailand or, some, or whatever country they choose to apply for. And that feels so expansive. I mean, you can feel the energy by just talking yeah, about totally. that, about mm different lives for people at the same time create greater possibilities for other people. So it's so, I love it. It's so wonderful. And I get to travel with my daughter. <laughs> That's awesome. So phenomenon of business is also creating greater possibilities for other people. So like I used to work in, um, I actually used to work in India and Tibet and, and Thailand and uh, Nepal and I used to do a lot of work with the Tibetan refugee women and it was always such a thrill to be able to, like you said, offer these people a different possibility because it's like a lot of the time they were sending their kids into Kathmandu to, 
you know, to beg or to clean tourist shoes or, you know, something like that. And it's like in this way, it's like they got to do as much as they could as well. Like they got paid per scarf or per sweater or, you know, per hat that they were making for me. They did all the uh, woolen stuff. And they were so happy and so thrilled. And it's like sometimes they think the whole Western world, get so caught up in what we would muck around and joke and say first world problems. I mean, I hear people, you know, stressing and doing the trauma and drama about, you know, money that they, um, money that they've decided that they don't have, etc. And it's like, do you really have a money problem? Do you really have a business problem? Or, you know, is there something else that you need to look at? It's like these first world problems. And it's like, when you look at that and it's like, who else could we be helping in the world that we haven't been, you know, paying attention to? And it's like, I see, I love that the phenomenon of business is also opening up the doors to help and assist other uh, people around the world and not help from this superiority, help from a place of like not being unaware of it. So I love that. I love that you guys are doing that. And the fact that you mentioned that you have so many businesses that you've started too, um, we're going to go to a break. And what I'd love to talk to you guys about too is what inspires you to actually start a business and what in, what how do you create it in a way that it doesn't have these limitations and it doesn't have barriers and it, it keeps moving on? So we're going to head off to a break and we'll talk to you soon. Simone Millicis would like you to know that business can be fun which is why she wrote the book, Joy of Business. What if you could have the joy of business rather than the stress and struggle? Most of the time, the only thing stopping you from a thriving business is you. In the Joy of Business book, Simone gives you access consciousness tools and pragmatic ways to get out of your own way and to create the business, life, and living you know is possible and beyond what this reality says is achievable. Business is joy. It's creation. It's generative. It can be the adventure of living. You can purchase your copy of the book through Amazon or Joy of Business website, www.accessjoyofbusiness.com. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Circle of Hearts Radio is a sanctuary on the airwaves. Join me, Grandmother Aliyah, in the circle on Sunday. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 2 p.m. Eastern as I share information to both enlighten and nourish your soul. 
The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Om Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment to creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Om Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. The cutting edge of conscious radio, Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Joy of Business on Om Times. You're with Simone Millicent, and I'm actually at home in Fijian Beach, Australia. It is a pre record because I will be on a plane during this show. I am joined again by Steve and Shitisa Bowman, native in Melbourne, Australia, but they're in Thailand, as we've discovered in the first segment. So one of the things I wanted to ask them about was what, I mean, you've got, you've got, you said you've got four to five businesses at any one time. And it's like, and I'm sure that you could have more too. So it's like, what inspires you to start a business? Like what's inspired you to start some of these businesses? We've heard about the Hill Tribe. What about like the antique business or any other business? Well, one of the things we became very clear on probably 10, 15 years ago is that the greater clarity of how we choose to create our life, then we create businesses that will actually support the creation of our life. And the creation of our life supports the creation of the business. So it's very iterative. Um, so if we were to create a business that would stop us from travelling and stop us from being able to work with people to, you know, to work with them to create great possibilities, we wouldn't go down that track that doesn't actually fit in with how we choose to create our life. Every time we come across something where we think, oh, this could be very this supports how we are choosing to live in this reality, then um, we'll actually create a business from it. So that, that has led us to things like um, you know, a very simple conversation that Chitissa and I had many, many years ago, which was how can we make money while we're on a plane? And that then led to things like online training courses. It led to the creation of the books that, uh, that we've, we've got quite a number of. Um, it also led to things such as you know, share trading and, and a range of other businesses that we've got, um, as well as the ones where we can actually um, create business where we're face-to-face -face in front of people as well. But we're always looking for ways that would allow us to both create the life that we choose and also create the business we choose and realise that they're inextricably wound with each other. You know, that one key question that Gary often recommended uh, that for us to ask is what, what else can we add to our business and what else can we add to our lives? We ask that all the time. I think uh, he, he, he suggested that to everyone, but when we ask the question and whatever comes along, we actually take action and uh, physical actualize all those awareness 
and a lot of people get awareness of what else they can add to their life, but they don't actually do anything about it. So the recommendation from us is when you ask those questions, what else can I add to my life? What else can I add to my business? And you get the awareness, then take action, and it will grow and expand into more yeah, than I, you could Yeah, I totally imagine. agree with the take action. It's like, what's the next action step? Because, I mean, one of the things that Gary also mentioned, which I love, Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, he um, was talking about, you know, if you want to create your business, you've actually got to do something as well. And it's like, you know, he said, if you want to be a prostitute, and he said, you, you can't just sit at home all day. He said, you either have to put a red light outside or you have to go stand on the corner with a short skirt on. <laughs> like, what action are you taking to let people know that you actually have a business and you're, you know, you're up and running. You're willing to actually uh, to run your business. One of the things that you mentioned, Steve, was... Um, you know, how can you make money even while you're on a plane? And it's interesting because I see, I hear so many people talk about like passive income and that they'd love to create a passive income. And to me, it's like, it's probably one of the greatest lies. And it's like, because it's, people look at passive income as like, oh, I don't have to do anything. And it's like, no, it's actually where you have to create something that creates for the future. So can you guys talk a little bit more about how you see business creating? Because I see people who create for now. And they don't look at creating for next month, next year, five years, 10 years, 50 years. And it's like, how do you guys go about that, like making sure that you're creating the sustainable future, you know, now? Well, one of the things that we always realize is no one business that we've got is the answer. So we're always willing to um, mix and change and do what's required with that particular business and also stop it if it needs to be stopped. Um, so one of the things we're always looking at is what else can we add to our life, what else can we add to our business. Um, <clears throat> and that adding is an active verb. It's not just, you know, how can I sit back, say a few ohms, do a little bit of meditation <laughs> and hope the money comes. <laughs> so um, one, of the things we, one of the things we love is actually creating. One of the things we really don't like is being bored. So if ever we start to find that we're bored with something, we'll either change it or we'll change it. Um, and so things like passive income, for example, really don't make much sense to us because what we, what we, you know, most people think passive income, you sit back and just watch all the money roll in. Well, exactly, okay, yeah. You can, you can watch the money roll in, but why wouldn't you have fun actually doing some stuff as well too that would create even more money? So, so when you say bought, Steve, I think what you mean, uh, or for me anyway, I'm speaking for myself, is when the energy stuck. You know, when the energy is back mm. and we, we, we're trying to push it, that, that's a sense of bored because if we function from following the energy and when the energy is back, you can, you can leave it aside but not just shelving it totally but put it aside and look at. So where do uh, we need to put the energy today? Where do we need to put the energy in this moment and just do that? But since we have five or six business anyway, it's so easy for us to, you know, move from, from one business to the next. Because sometimes the energy is stuck. It's just that it needs something to change before, before the energy to move again. So if you just have one business or one project to do, when it's stuck, you're trying to do from control, force, and effort to make that thing move. But if you have five or six businesses, you can just move from one to the next and just follow the energy and put your energy into the one that is requires your uh, awareness, your energy the most, and just work on that one. And that's how we function. Mm. 
And the other thing so is for, for those of your for those of your listeners that actually have salaried jobs where they're actually employees of an organisation, there's no reason why you can't have two or three other businesses as well as your full-time salaried employee job. Um, most people think that because they're employed by an organisation or they're employed by someone else, that's it. Well, what if it wasn't it? What if that was only part of what it was that you were doing? You can, there's no reason you can't work full-time, but work full-time in a very different way so that you've got other businesses as well. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I'm listening to you started off saying that you have four to five businesses at any time and then she typically grew it to five or six businesses and now you're saying about working full time and then having, you know, two or three businesses on the side as well and it's like I know, I can perceive the energy of people listening going, that's not possible, that's incredible, how would you do that? Those people can do it but I can't do it and it's like what tools would you say for people to start off that, because I find so many people actually have a resistance to business, and to me, business is the adventure of living. It's like, gosh, like you guys, it's like, I never make business the answer. It's like, you can change it at any time, and it's like, you know, that, to me, business is about choice, and it's like, so what, what tools or hints or can you give people about their resistance to business or about the, I mean, you hear people go, oh my God, I'm going to have so much to do. Well, the first thing is to ask yourself, what would you like to create as your life and living? To become aware of the future that you would like to have. And, you know, most people don't, are not even aware of they would like to have as their life and living. Therefore, they just live on automatic pilot minute to minute without knowing what are they what they are creating. So keep asking, what would I like to create as my life? What would I like to create as my you know, my future? And then the awareness will come to you. And then just go forth. Take and action. Do whatever. Yeah, well as you Sorry. said, you you actually do a you have businesses that support the creation of your life. And I think that's one thing, one element that people tend to miss is that business does support the creation of your life. And it's like, what would you like your life to have a, to look like? What would you, you know, are you living the life you'd like to lead? Because this is it, guys. This is not a dry run. <laughs> it's like, so, you know, is this mm-hmm. the life you'd like to lead? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and well, how, 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 sorry, Simone. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, how our uh, jewelry business actually started because, uh, well, number one, I love jewelry. But num- number two is we travel the world and we want to travel the world all the time. And we choose to create that as our life and living. And sometimes we have spare days here and there. And Steve and I were saying, oh, well, we can create another workshop or we can actually go and try to have another meeting. And it just didn't feel expensive and it didn't feel like, you know, a greater possibilities, not same, same, but different. So we were asking ourselves, so if we want to create our business as traveling and enjoying our lives and being around the world, what else can we add to this traveling, this business, and this life? And we came to, what, what would it take for us to go to, you know, different auction house, go to different markets? And, and see what we can create and generate from there. And I still remember, Simone, the genesis of this business because Chitissa mm-hmm. and I were having this conversation and I had a point of view that 
why would one want to get into jewellery? They're just bits of rock that people have overvalued. <laughs> and Chutissa sort, of, sort of looked at me and said, well, what if we could make money out of that? And that kind and of you went, oh. me, I then I then changed my point of view. I then changed my point of view to, ah, okay, so these are actually beautiful pieces of um, Earth's mysteries that enable people to actually look at life differently. Ah, and we can make money out of it. As soon as I changed my point of view about what jewellery was, our business was created. I love it. And, you know, the, when Chichissa, like the first thing she said was, I love jewellery. And it's like there was an energy to that that you could see. It was actually that generative energy that creates a business. And then it's like you move on from there. And one of the things that we talk about in Access Consciousness too is so many times it's like the thing that you love doing that you think has no value is usually what you can make money from. So what if you started looking at what is it that you love doing? Is it cooking? Is it, do you love jewelry? It's like, what is it? Is it gardening? And it's like, it could be anything. And it's like, usually if you think it has no value, you can make money from it. So I advise you to, you know, get a list and it's like start writing it down and see what shows up, see what pops up that you can create a business from. So we're going to head to a break and we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for joining us. As difficult as it is to believe, there are places in Africa where human traffickers sell albino children and their body parts for use in magic rituals. Humanity Healing International is actively working in Uganda to change this paradigm. The Albino Rescue Project finds albino children who are at risk and places them in safe schools and environments where they can learn and grow free from fear. To learn more or to sponsor a child, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. My name is Monica, and I'm the host of... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Co-creating now. Give yourself an opportunity to connect with your all-knowing higher self and manifest joy, love, and peace together every Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern. What if business could be fun? What if business is the adventure of living? What are you choosing? Where do you do business that makes it easier, more fun, or more joyful for you? We'd love to see where you do business. Connect with us on Instagram at Joy of Business or Twitter at Joy of Business. And share your pictures with hashtags BusinessDoneWhere and Joy of Business. Let's change the world with business. 
Hi, I'm Katrina Kavanagh, host of the I Am Wisdom radio show. I Am Wisdom is about the connection between mind work and energy work, spirituality and living a wonderful life. Looking forward to sharing each Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with you. Connecting you with the best of the conscious minds in the world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Joy of Business. And this is an awesome show. We're here with Stephen Chitita Bowman on the phenomenon of business, which really has no limitations and no boundaries. It's like we can go anywhere here. So one of the things that I wanted to actually ask you guys about was, um, I mean, this reality, you mentioned it in one of the first segments we had here. It's like uh, how people sort of buy into this reality structure of business rather than I listen to you guys and it's like I'm surrounded by a lot of people myself with access consciousness and the way I run business too. It's done from a very different way. It's done, well, the show is called Joy of Business uh, and it's done from a lot more choice and a lot more systems rather than structures too. But but this reality exists. So one of the things I wanted to ask you about is how do you go about like knowing how to to sort of use this reality to your advantage, let's say? Well, that's that's a great question again because a lot of people actually refuse to understand how this reality works. And what's even worse is sometimes by it is actually real. So, you know, there's a reality... Um, that, that that abounds around business. So there's certain compliance issues, there's certain legal issues. And one of the things is, first of all, understand what those issues are. You don't have to buy them as real, but if you know that they exist, then you can actually make them work for you. Now, how do you make them work for you? You work with people that know this even better than you. So we have, for example, a couple of bookkeepers, we've got a tax accountant, um, we've got a legal person if we need the legal person, and they're the ones who actually are immersed in this reality, but we make this reality work for us by asking them questions, often that no one else has ever asked them. And we're then able to actually take the form and structure of this reality, whether it be corporate structures, whether it be tax structures, whether it be the way we set up our our payment systems, whatever it might be, taking this reality and making it work for us And I suppose the biggest tool that we've found is if we're willing to ask the questions and people are willing to let us know ways of doing things. I think that the key thing is what Steve said there is to to understand the structure of this reality, the way this reality functions in business and surround yourself with people who understand those structures and get enough information to yourself to be able to ask the question for them to give you more information so that you can create the system for yourself without buying into the structure of this reality. So what have you found, Simone? Well, you know, I totally agree. It's interesting because, as you guys know, it's like we flew to Melbourne last week to change our accountants and we actually have... uh, you know, started with your accountant because after all of our financial 101 conversations, we were so inspired. And also because we kept asking questions. And it's like, I mean, we had a great, you know, um, dinner in India recently where we asked you a bunch of questions. And the information you gave us gave us more clarity and the way to ask more questions. There's always something else that's possible. That's what I found. Like, and as I was saying, like our 
current accountant that we had, it wasn't that she was withholding information. She just didn't have it. And it's like my dad was my account, my first accountant ever. And it's like he died about three and a half years ago. He was awesome, man. Totally had my back. But I would always value the place where he got to when he said to me, Simone, you've become too big. Now you need to get another accountant. You need to move on. And you've got to recognize when that actually occurs. Like I had, we were so tired and we went to Melbourne and we went to this office and, you know, Brendan and I were like, how are we going to stay awake? And within five minutes, we were like so excited and so enthused. It's like every molecule in our body was, you know, jumping around. And we actually got the whiteboard out and we drew all these little graphs. And what I look at it is the, the one thing that it was interesting, we had a meeting with our accountant uh, before we went to India. And we literally found ourselves going, oh, gosh, we're earning too much money. We're going to pay so much tax. And, I mean, for 10 seconds we sat in that and we went, okay, we have to change our point of view because we'd like to earn more money. We'd like our businesses to expand. And it's like, like I've spent a lot of time investing in, say, Joy Business. It's translated, the book is translated into seven different languages. You know, it costs a small fortune to do that. But now it's actually making quite a great profit. So it's like, okay, so how do we deal with that? And in Australia, it's so interesting the way people try and make it like that you're not making as much money. So it's like, how do we get around that? I call it creative accounting. And it's like, you know, another company and another trust that we're opening so that we can play with where all the money goes makes it so much more exciting and actually invites you to create more. So it's like the one thing I see is people start limiting themselves by, you know, uh, this, by things that this reality says that they have to do. So it's like instead of actually getting creative. I read this, um, I took this uh, picture actually in the office of the accountants and I thought it was brilliant. I'm going to see if I can find it so I can read it to you all. Um, give me one sec. Here it is. It says, um, and this is, um, this is from Kerry Packer, who is, you know, <laughs> who's everything. He's like, he owns a hell of a lot, uh, you know, media and things like that in Australia and is an extremely wealthy man. He's got his foot in many, many different pies. And there's this quote in the uh, office of the accountant that says, I pay what I'm required to pay, not a penny more, not a penny less. If anybody in this country doesn't minimise their tax, they want their heads read because as a government, I can tell you, you're not spending it that well that we should be donating extra. <laughs> I thought, to me, that was like, how can we get more creative? I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> and I love that the tax o- that the accountant's office has that in their conference room. <laughs> to me, that was fabulous. Yeah. Well, one of the things we find, Simone, and this is, this is a sort of good thing for people to take note of if they choose to, is that a lot of people we know that run businesses tend to ignore things like tax. They tend to ignore things like you know, making sure that they're squeaky clean so that if they ever got audited, they'd be in good shape. Even if you never get audited, just the fact that you could be, for example, just means that you look at things a little differently. And too many people ignore all of that. What if we actually looked on that as strategic advantage? What if we actually started looking at how can we use the structures of this reality to make our business even more um, effective, more efficient, more, um, but just more of everything, and not buy any of it as a reality because then always you're looking at with, with the systems and the structures that, that the government or the, 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 the regulators have put in place. Um, they'll tell you that you have to do this, but there's a million and one different ways of doing it. 
So what if we actually looked at how we could do this that would create advantage? And too many people just, you know, take their, you know, take the word of their accountant or something without any questions whatsoever around it. So, you know, we find this all the time. Please, people, ask questions. What if there were other ways of doing it? What other ways can we do this that will create greater flexibility for us? All great questions to ask of the people that you surround yourself with. It's about expanding your zone of awareness for business, your zone of awareness for finance. So, you know, like, like your experience as well, that once you expand your uh, financial zone of awareness, different possibilities actually uh, starting to uh, create and generate for you, right, Simone? It's just by expanding your financial zone of awareness. I can feel the energy when you said that, how financial zone of awareness expanded the last few days. And the other thing Oh, totally. Is like, we walked, we walked out and we just thought, we just made more money. Like, you know, we yeah. flew to Melbourne, stayed in this lovely hotel, went to a great restaurant. We went, wow, we just felt like we made more money from being yeah, aware and, and of our finances and being willing to take action. Exactly, and that will, will keep expanding. We found that, you know, once we expanded it, our, our financial zone of awareness is keep on expanding and expanding and expanding, and we keep seeing different possibilities all the time. And we don't freak out anymore. You know how people think when some crisis or something happens financially, you people get immediately freaking out. For example, we just got, uh, like two or three days ago, we got uh, news from our uh, share trading platform that they're closing the whole online trading down and they're closing every account down. Millions of people are going to be affected by that because they, it's a forced close of everyone's account of all share trading, a lot of people will lose millions of dollars. And I was looking at myself and I thought, oh, wow, if this happened to me about three or four years ago, I would be going bonkers and not kidding <laughs> and really freaking out. But I was so calm and I was in the question that if, what, what right about this I'm not getting. And I, I just I perceived the sense of expansiveness that by them forced closing of our, uh, our shared trading platform, I'm actually going to be going out and create and generate even greater possibility again, you know, all the things that we have to now doing something different, but something even going to be more expansive. Can you perceive that, Simone, the energy of uh, what yeah, you're Yeah, I think that's about? what people have. I, people think that's what you have to get to. It's like, because that's the phenomenon of business. And it's like, you know, I see so many people something occurs, nothing ever shows up the way you think it's going to show up, and especially in business, and it's like, and with money, and it's like, but you have to have that place where you keep moving, and like you mentioned about the zone of awareness, and it's like, what if you just, if you, you know, sat down every morning, you were like, okay, so where else would my business like to be? I mean, gosh, it's like we're in the digital age now. It's like you can be anywhere. You can be living in Timbuktu and doing great business in Norway. It's like, you know, anything is possible. And that's the phenomenon of business is that place of the willingness to see that anything is possible. And it's like, and I love that we've been talking about the don't ignore your finances because to me that's one of my favorite topics. And it's like, and it is one of the most creative topics. And I know if you're listening to this and you think that I'm lying and it's like, 
if you're looking to have a successful business, you will actually realize that it is one of the funnest topics. If you get really clear on your finances and you can get creative, we're not saying that it has to be done as this reality says. Like Steve said, it's like there's 101 different ways, if not more, to actually create a system for your business that's going to work for you and the business. And it's like the phenomenon of business is that place of always looking to create greater possibilities, invite different possibilities, ask questions. Like Chitissa said, when that whole stock market shut down, she actually went into the question of what's right about this I'm not getting. She didn't go to the wrongness of it. She asked the question, so what's right about this I'm not getting? So if something doesn't show up in your business the way you think it's going to or it should or you've decided it should, concluded, which conclusions will always destroy your business, ask a question. What's right about this? I'm not getting. Okay, we're off to a break. Hi, this is Angela Levesque, host of Entanglement Radio. Join me Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern for inspiring conversations with visionaries in spiritual science and conscious healing. Entanglement Radio, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Eastern. Transcendent talk for the conscious mind. Are you trying to get from point A to point B and need a little advice? Connect with the counselors at Ohm Times Advisors. Whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive, the advisors participating at advisors.omtimes.com were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. Ohm Times Advisors. Connecting you with the best advisors in the business. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Conscious Parenting Radio Show provides inspiration and resources for loving, empowering, and respecting your children and yourself. Join me, Timothy, every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time as we consciously explore proven ways of living together in happiness, health, and harmony. Have you ever wondered how to change your love paradigm? The secret key is finding a love partnership, not just a regular connection. How do you find these? Through conscious relationships. Ascending Hearts Dating is a dating site for people like you that believes in second chances and a different type of spiritual connection. Try Ascending Hearts for free today at AscendingHearts.com and change your love paradigm. Ascending Hearts, the premier dating community for the spiritually awake. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Your conscious connection to a more mindful world. Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're with Simone Millicent and Steve and Chutisa Bowman on Om Times on the Joy of Business radio show. And we certainly have had a good joy of business today on the phenomenons of business, which gets me so excited because the phenomenons of business, like we were saying, is pretty much anything is possible. 
It's like anything you've decided or concluded that it is, that it is, it's like destroy and uncreate it. And everything that that is, times of God's alien, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. You can find out more about that clearing statement too on theclearingstatement.com. It's access consciousness clearing statement which can change your whole entire reality. So um, I was talking to a colleague of mine and I said to them, if you could ask the Bowmans anything that you uh, could, and uh, she actually used to, her name's Megan Hill, she works with us, she used to work in corporate advertising for a long time. So coming from the corporate world and then working with Access Consciousness, who pretty much has no uh, structure in place but has a hell of a lot of systems, <laughs> Uh, she's having a lot of fun and we love having her here. And one of the questions she was asking is, you, you, you travel the world, like we said, working with so many different people. And it's like you see, you know, the corporations, the businesses that have become hugely successful um, monetarily and in, you know, the generative business way as well. And, and what we wanted to ask you was, what do you see? Is there a theme? Is there something that is a a running thing of what creates that success? Is it like, is it the person at the top? It's like, you know, um, is there a combination? It's like, what's the magic source behind it all? What do you notice that creates a successful business? Ah, interesting. Um, one of the things that we find is it, it often boils down to um, one or two people. Um, in very successful businesses, particularly in, uh, in larger businesses, it's the CEO that can make or break a business and it's really their point of view about the world that creates that. So the, the really successful businesses that we've come across, that we have the pleasure of working with, the, usually the, the, the senior executive there, the CEO, sees possibility in everything, and he actually, and she, actually functions from question more often than not. Um, now, that means that they then surround themselves with people also that are in the question, rather than people that think they've got the, the answer. So all of a sudden you have a... Uh, a nice team around you of people who don't think the same, they think differently, but the one thing they do have, have in common is that sense of curiosity, that sense of possibility, that sense of, well, that didn't work, what else is possible? What are the other ways that we could look at this? And that more than anything else is, is what we've found creates not only a successful business, but a business that's actually creating where people by and large, enjoy working there. The ones that don't enjoy working there are the ones that actually leave, which then means that those that do enjoy working there enjoy working there. It's sort of self-selection. Um, so that's one of the key things is the, is the point of view that the people who are the leaders in that organisation choose to have is what actually creates the success or otherwise of that organisation. And we can also find that, you know, what set the good CEO apart or CFO, or what anyone in the C-suite apart from the rest of the middle or senior management is that their ability to not be in the conclusion of anything, those ones who are in the conclusion tend to be stuck in the middle level. So when they move up to that level, they always extrapolate. They always be in the question most of the time. They don't go into conclusion. Uh, those ones who go into conclusion always uh, kill their business. Uh, you see a lot of major businesses that that die in the recent time, like uh, what is it? Um, that, uh, a lot blockbuster of this business because they go into conclusion and they trap themselves in this reality and never ask the question. Actually, it's interesting. It only takes one conclusion to kill your business. 
So you better keep your eye out for them. Like how did Kodak go? Don't you have a story about Kodak? Exactly. That's a function of pure conclusion, really, because really they knew about this uh, digital industry 20 or 30 years ago, but their conclusion always been we so large and, you know, we, we're doing so well and, you know, the quote, this is the Kodak moment, Kodak moment and all these sort of things. So they concluded that they're too big to fall. So look what happened to them. They're gone. So they just yeah. wanted to that conclusion that would not allow them to see different possibilities, even though the new possibilities that's going to happen uh, was staring in their face, they're still not willing to receive it. There's a great mantra that I think every business should put on a big A3 sheet of paper in their office. Um, once you think you're right, you're screwed. <laughs> I love that. And it's funny though, Steve, because so many people think that being right or having a conclusion is like this safe place. And it's like, it's not. It's like probably the most unsafest place. It's like the stupidest place, the most unaware, unconscious, anti-conscious place you can function from in business. In truth, it's like asking questions like, okay, so does this system match the energy of my business, of where I'd like to go? And it's like, will this create a phenomenal business? And it's like, you know, will it create a, a sustainable business, one that's actually going to expand? I mean, people, I see people talk about the 10% growth of a business, you know, every year this. I work with Access Consciousness, the Worldwide Coordinator of Access Consciousness. It like doubles, triples in size every year. It's not growing 10% and we're not asking to maintain this like 10% growth. It's like we're like, okay, what's it going to take to, you know, grow 10 times, 20 times? It's like the willingness to ask those questions. But I also see the willingness to receive it. And that's where I think people get a little sort of caught up and it's like they've got all these, again, conclusions about what that is to actually receive the success, receive the money, receive the possibilities. And it's like, I mean, that's where control comes in. I'm big, I'm one of the biggest control freaks I know. <laughs> it's like, but what if you could control from a different way? What if you could control from a conscious place? So one of the things I wanted to also, um, I wanted to invite you guys on for another show to talk about benevolent capitalism because it's, it's you actually doing a class at the end of this year in September. It's live in Melbourne and it will be live streamed as well. It's a four day class, uh, with Gary Douglas and with the two moments. Um, four days up on stage talking about benevolent capitalism. So can you give us a little bit of a hint of what is benevolent capitalism? Well, this is for anyone who actually wants to create greater change in the world through through the work that they do, through the way that they're choosing to be. There's a, a definite flavour of business around. It's not purely business because everything is is uh, woven into each other. So this um, this is all all came about from a discussion that we were having a while back now about what would what would what would it take to create even greater future sustainability, both in the world and in business and in our lives. And the notion of benevolent capitalism is where we've misunderstood for, for decades what capitalism is. It's all about the organic growth of what we already have. Uh, and then the benevolent side of it is about wishing well to everyone else as well as ourselves. So the notion of benevolent capitalism is that let's see what we can, we can grow in terms of future sustainability 
wishing well upon both ourselves, other businesses and the planet generally. So what we'd be doing is exploring what that looks like, a very different way of looking at the world, a very different way of looking at business, a very different way of looking at how we actually choose to be in this world and at the same time covering some very cool things such as leadership, such as strategy, such as you know, innovation. innovation and risk and all those you know, mainstays of business but from a totally different point of view. And all those uh, things that Steve mentioned is not just purely for corporations, not, not purely for entrepreneurs, not for small businesses, for people like a housewife who have a house that wants to create sustainable future and want to be a contribution to create a sustainable planet. That is also a space for you as well. So it's about becoming a leader that will create sustainable future and sustainable planet. And leadership is not about position in the organization, in the company. You can, you can become a leader in your own life. So can you imagine what it would be like to become a benevolent leader in your own life? So one of the things, we've just got a couple of minutes to go here. One of the things I just wanted to mention or ask you about is in this whole talking about benevolent capitalism, not once did you mention money. So how is money involved in benevolent capitalism or is it? Money, money is a byproduct of everything that we just talked about. I mean, you've got to actually work exceptionally hard not to make money out of any of these things. And by that we mean you've got to have this point of view about how life should be. You've got to actually shut down all the possibilities and the contributions that are out there. You've got to feel that there's not enough out there and therefore prove that point of view. It's just an awful lot of hard work. Money in all of this is a byproduct of all the things that we were talking about. And any good business person knows that you're not in business to make money. What you're in, in business to do is to make a difference. And if you're truly making a difference, guess what? The money comes. Money shows because up. People, people want a difference in their life. Whether it's with a widget or whether it's with, an, with advice, they want yeah. that to make a difference in their life. You understand what that difference is? You've got a darn good business. Yeah, and I do see that people are actually waking up and saying that we do need to create a different possibility for our planet and not like a band-aid solution, not something by, you know, running a picket fence. It's like, how, you know, not a picket fence, but, you know, a picket holding a little sign up or anything with what you think should change. And it's like, it's like that being the change you want to see in the world, the Gandhi quote. And it's like, I guess that that's what benevolent capitalism is actually inviting you to, that possibility of being that. So we've got about uh, 40 seconds left. Where can people find you guys? What's your website for your many, many different businesses? Well, if they're interested in the advisory work that we do with boards and CEOs, there's a website called ConsciousGovernance.com. Just do a search on those words. Uh, then if they're interested in the work that we do with the Hill Tribes and the fashion business, it's the LuxProjectDesign.com. And then if they're interested in no more business as usual, which sort of overrides all of that, then there is the no more business as usual dot com. But if in doubt, just do a search on Chutista and Stephen Bowman. You'll find it all come up in the first three pages. <laughs> and also, if you're yes, interested you in benevolent, it's benevolentcapitalism.com. Awesome. So thank you so much for joining me, guys, and I look forward to another uh, show with you guys in the future. So thank you, Stephen, Sister Bowman, and thank you, everyone, for joining us. Goodbye.